at Digging Deeper, we want to do everything we possibly can to protect these babies from sickening creatures. We refuse to sit and watch from the bleachers. The Ugly Truth. Hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore. Here struggled Jennings and his daughter Brianna with a cry for help. And then we'll get started on The Ugly Truth. The Ugly Truth is hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore. And tonight, it's quite perverted. Yes. What did you come up with here? Tonight, we are going to talk about the pedophile algorithm. Everybody knows what an algorithm is these days? Yeah. Most people, anyway. Basically, how websites sort information. Mm-hmm. They push us towards things. Right. Mm-hmm. There is a new study that was just released. Mm-hmm. The Wall Street Journal reported about Instagram. Well, I heard about Instagram in court a year ago with Zuckerberg talking about the same thing. Go ahead. Right. Well, the Wall Street Journal reports that researchers found that Instagram enabled people to connect them to accounts that use terms to advertise child sex material for sale and that pedophilic accounts use the cheese pizza emoji as pedophile code and some of those accounts bore the indications of sex trafficking oh we've been like i said been saying this for how long this Mm -hmm. is the whole pizza gate they've also um hijacked the map emoji yes you know what map is now minor attracted person okay right yes yeah i guess i wasn't familiar yeah all right so It has been hailed as a haven for perverts, is what one article called it. According to a comprehensive investigation by the Wall Street Journal, Stanford Internet Observatory, and the University of Massachusetts Amherst, it has been found that Instagram has emerged as a platform that is the new preferred outlet for pedophiles. So I found out in my research that it used to be Twitter, but then Elon took a hold of it. And so they had to go somewhere else. So... We can't totally blame the platform because they're going to find a way. I'm just saying that. Okay. The platform has been proliferated with child abusers, human traffickers, and other perverts and allows them to buy and sell child pornography and sometimes set up meetings between pedophiles and children caught by human traffickers. Can I, can I stop you there, though? Yes. You said sometimes it's not the platform, but that sometimes, in this case, we're talking about Instagram. And the case that I saw with Mark Zuckerberg, who Mm -hmm. owns Facebook, you know, the Facebook CEO, and that became Meta, but they own Instagram, as everyone knows. Right. 
Instagram was being charged for this 14-year-old's suicide, killing mm. herself because they're so lenient about their standards. And they sat there right in court, and, he's, and he said, no, we're not going to change, and we know that it's happening, and we're not going to change that. So Zuckerberg was admitting to this uh, years ago. I mean, at least a year ago I saw that. Mm-hmm. It's just these these platforms don't care. In this case... They did know Instagram is to blame because it's Facebook and they stink. Yes, yes. that's right, Facebook. Are we broadcasting on Facebook tonight? <laughs> Hi, Facebook. You stink. Okay. All right, we'll see if this one lasts tonight. Remarkably, rather than openly sharing illicit sexual material, these accounts displayed menus showcasing their available content. Oh, my gosh. Shockingly, the study unveiled that Instagram facilitated the search for exploit explicit content through hashtags such as pedahore <laughs> and preteen sex enabling perverted users to find accounts selling child pornography even more distressing numerous accounts posing as children themselves surfaced with handles like little slut for you these kinds of identities added another layer of deception and exploitation with this heinous network oof Several of these accounts also provided customers with the abhorrent option to arrange in-person meetings with the exploited children, perpetuating the cycle of abuse and trafficking. So what what they've done is whatever safeguards they did have in place, they found a way to get around them. Yeah, with these little hashtags like Mm meet in real life, M-I-R-L or whatever that one is, right? Right, exactly. they They should recognize those like save the children. You know, like that hashtag. Well, yeah. Yeah, or exactly. Pizzagate. They, they, weren't they banning people for saying Pizzagate too? Yeah. But they aren't. Yeah. <sighs> so the social media algorithm facilitates a network of child predators. Pizzagate is real. There you go. Last week, an underground pedophile ring was caught using Instagram as the method of communication between the child abusers. Uh, it's a, just a bunch of conspiracy theorists. You can't prove that. They were, again, using (laughs) symbols like maps and pizza. They were utilizing the social media platform as a way to communicate and sell off children. Disgusting. The Wall Street Journal shared an expose on some algorithms inside of Instagram that were actively facilitating and promoting the abuse of minors and their trafficking through the social media site. Various experts regarding the programs that were utilized for Instagram's algorithms state that the incidences of child exploitation were so rampant and widespread because the algorithms were attempting to connect audiences with similar niche interests. Yeah, similar interests. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So we're going to watch a little clip here. All right. Let's listen in. And welcome back to the Stu Peters Show. I'm Paul Harrell filling in for Stu. So the Wall Street Journal shared an expose on some algorithms inside of Instagram that were actively facilitating and promoting the abuse of minors and their trafficking through the social media website. Various experts regarding the programs that were utilized for Instagram's algorithms state that the incidents of child exploitation were so rampant and widespread because the algorithms were attempting to connect audiences with similar 
niche interests. That's what pedophilia is considered now, apparently, niche interests. Stanford University Internet Observatory found that there were at least 405 sellers active on the platform, which were not only facilitating the trafficking of minors, but were producing and outputting child-exploiting materials. The observatory stated that cumulatively there were 22,000 unique followers of these 405 sellers just based off their recent investigation since the news broke. These sellers were able to utilize the platform as a springboard connection base or network where they would not only contact each other, but would share different websites where they would continue these acts off the platform after they had convened on Instagram. So to put it another way, media platforms, social media platforms like Instagram have been exposed for utilizing algorithms that facilitate a growing network of child predators to connect and share their illegal material. Terminologies like cheese pizza and map are being used frequently in these groups. Remember when they told us Pizzagate wasn't real? Remember that? Right, once again, YouTuber, Twitter personality, and Bill Gates exposer Matt Wallace joins us now to share more on the vast connections to the pedogate through social media sites like Instagram. Uh, this, and he states that even though players like Bill Gates have questionable connections to figures like Jeffrey Epstein, Mark Zuckerberg, who owns Instagram, deserves some heavy scrutiny also. Matt Wallace, welcome to the Stu Peter Show. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. And that's absolutely true. It's remarkable to watch how conspiracy theorists have gone from people that everyone laughed at, that no one trusted. And now, if you hear a conspiracy theorist, quote unquote, saying something, you listen, because typically we have a pretty high chance of being right. And I don't know if I consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I'm just someone who likes to expose the truth. And typically that means I side with people who more on, are more on the conspiracy side more often than not, because no one else wants to talk about these disturbing truths. And it's absolutely true. Mark Zuckerberg has really been able to escape and get away from a lot of the criticism, a lot of the scrutiny that other billionaires in the social media space have faced. And that's because he's kind of taken a step back from a lot of the operations of Facebook. He's let other people do the, quote, dirty work for him. But don't be fooled. He has a lot of power at the company. He's extremely instrumental in making sure free speech is not allowed on Facebook. He's one of the main people who is behind taking down accounts and shadow banning and stopping certain ideologies from going on Twitter, especially when we see an election. They really want their side to win. That emotional attachment to their side is extremely strong and it carries over to every area of Facebook, every area of Instagram, because these people, all of them typically have these weird, sometimes evil things that they like. And when that's the case that the main people running the company are evil in their hearts, which is oftentimes the case, it's hard to say for sure if Mark Zuckerberg is necessarily evil, but he certainly agrees with a lot of evil people. Then that starts to seep into every single area of the platform. And that's why they're allowing stuff like this to continue. That's why they did for so long. Now they're trying to play catch up and pretend like, oh no, we're gonna stop it. Well, you could have stopped it a long time ago and you didn't. And that's, I think the most important thing. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, yeah, they could have stopped this a long time ago. They choose not to, they choose to ignore it. I mean, you're, I remember the Wayfair scandal where you had this Naraya storage cabinet for $20,000 <laughs> and they get caught and uh, the media, 
essentially, they come out and they say, well, Wayfair has denied this. And Wayfair says this is not a, secretly a way to list uh, girls and, 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 and human trafficking and sex trafficking. And that was it. Okay, well, so the company just denied it, and so we move on, and we don't ever talk about it again. And that was the same thing. They're, they're literally talking in code. When we have the emails, we have the Podesta emails, we have all of the, the WikiLeaks stuff where they were talking in code uh, with, the, you know, with using pizza terms and, and that sort of thing. And now we hear on Instagram, according to this report, they're continuing to use these terms as a way to covertly describe their sick, you know, pedophilic, uh, you know, sexual lusts for kids. And uh, you, you're right to bring up Mark Zuckerberg, by the way, because... <laughs> There's a lot of those memes out there where uh, he he just looks creepy. Uh, some people have compared him to uh, you know an, a secretly an alien or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean this is a smoking gun. You already have Mark Zuckerberg who is just creepy, and uh, you know people uh, speculate that he's not even really a human. And now we have this uh, facilitating sex trafficking, facilitating pedophilia on his platform. He certainly needs to be looked at. And I think all, all of these uh, all of these tech moguls do, honestly, because you know they, they're they're running in circles that are uh, people who are openly Satanists, uh, some of these people. And that, that's who they're associating with. So we shouldn't be shocked that they're also promoting this kind of evil. And it would be one thing if you could say, okay, we have free speech on the platform. It's not on my shoulders what people decide to use it for. But that's not what they do. They say, it's on my shoulders. We're going to make sure this platform doesn't have bad content, quote unquote. We're going to make sure this content doesn't have hate speech, quote unquote. And so when you are taking that role of being the arbiter, when you're taking that role of censoring and deciding what can go out, then you also have to take responsibility if people are using your platform for extremely evil things. And that's exactly what's happening. Elon Musk is proof that it's possible to stop this from happening. He came in, he implemented free speech within Twitter. And before, a lot of people don't even know this, Twitter was one of the primary places people like that used for those nefarious things. Yes. Now, Elon Musk has come in and stopped it almost entirely. And even if it does happen sometimes, he at least can say, well, look, I allow free speech. I'm not going to be super hands-on. So we'll try to stop it to the degree we can, but we're not going to be policing everybody. That's not our job. So it's very clear what the decision is. You can either police everybody and take full responsibility for a lot of the bad things that happen, or you can allow free speech, still try to stop the bad things to the degree you can, but then not have to be as burdened by what other people choose to do on your platform. Let law enforcement handle that, for example. That's the important thing, I think, the message that these billionaires need to really take to heart. Mm -hmm. mm. He had a good point there. You know, either stop policing everybody, mm -hmm and be the actual social platform you say you are and let the police take care of the bad guys mm -hmm. or take responsibility for it. Yeah, when Twitter first started, you know, I saw people kind of have common sense and police themselves. They wouldn't go overboard mm -hmm. because they knew that if they went overboard, they could actually get a call from law enforcement because if you threaten somebody you you can get the police called on you right but then all of a sudden it went from people thinking that it didn't matter what you said on twitter you could say anything to anyone and no one could do a darn thing about it and then they decided this is getting out of hand mm -hmm. we need to start telling people they can't do that 
So I got banned for almost three months because I called Laura retarded. I remember that. Mm -hmm. On Fox News, I even called a conservative retarded, and I got banned for three months. (laughs) Retarded. Well, I'm just going to tell you a little more about the article. Um, In the article, they actually told, told us how the research was conducted. Okay. In a striking experiment, researchers established test accounts to gauge how swiftly Instagram's suggested for you algorithm would recommend accounts involved in the sale of child sexual content. Shockingly, without a remarkable short period, the algorithm inundated these accounts with content that sexualizes children, some of which even directed users to off-platform sites dedicated to content trading. Relying solely on hashtags, Stanford Internet Observatory discovered a staggering 405 individuals selling what they referred to as self-generated child sex material. These accounts purported to be operated by children themselves, with some claiming to be as young as 12. What further raised concerns was Instagram's allowance for users to search terms that the algorithm recognized as potentially linked to illegal content. Rather than preventing access to such material, the platform permitted users to discover and explore the explicit content. Interestingly, when researchers employed specific hashtags to locate illicit material, a pop-up occasionally appeared on the screen, cautioning users about the presence of child sexual abuse images. It emphasized the extreme harm caused to children through the protection and consumption of such material, However, this warning did not hinder the availability or circulation of the content. So they just had a little pop-up that said, oh, you might not want to look at this. (laughs) Well, you know, we've all been desensitized to that now. Pedophiles operating on Instagram cunningly employed an intricate system of emojis engaged to coded discussions about their facilitation of illicit material. For instance, The innocuous-looking map emoji took on a sinister connotation representing MAP, or Minor Attracted Persons, serving as a covert reference to their deviant interests. Equally troubling, a seemingly harmless cheese pizza emoji was cleverly abbreviated to signify CP, or Child Porn, effectively evading detection by those unfamiliar with the coded language. In their deceptive attempts to conceal their activities, these accounts often adopted monikers such as seller or creatively spelt variants like seller with a three instead of an E. Furthermore, rather than explicitly stating that the ages of the exploited children, they resorted to euphemistic language using phrases such as on chapter 14 instead of directly indicating the age of their victims. This calculated employment of emojis, disguised language, not only enabled enabled pedophiles to communicate discreetly, but also allowed them to operate within the shadows, perpetuating their heinous activities on the platform. Disgusting. Yeah. They definitely found a way around anything that was there, but even the safeguards in place, like I said, the pop-up. Oh, you might not want to look at this pop-up we've all seen it yeah and meta uses it on facebook for innocuous things 
Oh yeah. So we've Stand. become we've been become desensitized, and we'll click on it anyway. Yeah. Right. So Meta says it's working tirelessly tirelessly on this problem. They bore me. They bore me. <laughs> They're working tirelessly. Yeah. That's what they say. Meta. <laughs> Facebook, in other words. They acknowledge the issues within its enforcement operation. Recognizing the severity of child exploitation as a horrific crime, Meta has established an internal task force dedicated to addressing the concerns. Everything's internal, of course. Of course. We'll do an internal investigation. Yep, we're innocent. <coughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the movie Sound of Freedom is coming out. That's right. It's coming out the first week of July. And we should have a trailer for that. Oh. Wonder where I got that. I know we do. We've got that. So we'll somewhere. talk a little bit about the Sound of Freedom. You can go into here and mm -hmm. just type See in Sound of Freedom, yes. maybe inside. Oh, yeah, over there. So the Sound of Freedom is the movie that we've been waiting for for a couple of years now. And that's starring Jim Caviezel. He was the one in Passion of the Christ. He was Jesus in Passion of the Christ. And the backstory there, he died. Actually, they had to bring him back to life. And he almost died a couple of times. But uh, they actually had to shock his heart back into rhythm when he was doing that movie. So he's back in action. And he is playing a CIA agent going in to rescue hundreds of trafficked children. Mm -hmm. So he's out there while he's in this movie portraying Tim Ballard. And it's the sound of freedom. And yes. it is going to be in theaters very soon. Somehow you have failed to bring me one real world lead. Glamour shots of Miss Cartagena don't count. She has the girl. And I say the girl's in Russia. Prove me wrong. It's over, Tim. Close up. Get on the plane and, uh, and come back home. Bureaucracy shit. This is why I operate black. Have a nice flight, Dale. You were a cartel guy. Yeah. Kept your mouth shut, did your time. Could have picked up where you left off. Bought yourself a condo on the beach. Instead, you're doing this. Why? Really? Beach. 
16th floor, marble everything overlooking the whole bay. First night out of jail, I slept in my own bed. Day two, I was back in business. Same old life. But it, it doesn't feel right. Not the drugs, not the hookers. But damn it, if I didn't keep trying. <laughs> so, one night, I'm leaving a bar all jacked up on coca and I notice this young girl on the corner, fine looking, maybe 20, 25. Take her up to my place, we do the deed, pay the bill. She's putting on her shoes and I notice something. I notice her foot. She's got these little pink cat faces painted on her toenails. And it hit me. She's not 25. And she glances up and her eyes connect. And it was like I was granted a glimpse into her soul. And all I saw was sadness. I don't know where she starts talking. Turns out she's not 25, not even 20. This girl is 14 years old to Mateo. She's been doing it since she was six. Looks at me, smiles, takes the money, walks out the door. All of a sudden, I'm hit by this tidal wave, this tsunami of darkness. And I know I'm the sadness in her eyes. Me, I'm the darkness. And I know the darkness has to die. So I get my 45. I just have to convince Pablo 
Okay. So, you quit your job, and you go and rescue those kids. You're ten months away from, from vesting your pension. I do. <laughs> you know I did everything I could, but the law is the law. Did you know there were over 22 million new images of child pornography on the web this past year? That's a 5,000% increase over the past five years. 5,000%. The fact is, it is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. I agreed to it because we were working with the U.S. government to back out now this whole thing will blow. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. You want to know why? Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time, but a child, the most precious child, you can sell a five-year-old kid five to ten times a day for ten years straight and every day ordinary people don't want to hear it it's too ugly for polite conversation but meanwhile over two million children a year are being sucked into the deepest recesses of hell trust me man if we do nothing Their pain is gonna spread and spread. So someday it's gonna reach the likes of you. And that will be a nightmare that you're never gonna wake up from. Sir, the gentleman who just left asked me to give you this. Gotta see it. Gotta see it. So, it's pretty, pretty uh, heart-wrenching story um, about about OUR, Operation Underground Railroad, and Tim Ballard, who has just taken it on himself. Quit ten months before his tenure. It's just amazing. 
This is a mainstream media report that acknowledges that child predators are using pizza as pedophile code, and Instagram is enabling, enabling child sex trafficking, and Pizzagate is still a conspiracy? I don't think so. So what do we do about it? Well, here's a message for all you dads out there. Convicted child offender Jack Reynolds did an interview where they asked him what sort of characteristics he looked for in a child before targeting them. And he said, more important than the characteristics of the child, he looked at the characteristics of the family. The first thing he mentioned was that if he perceived the father to be a threat, he stayed away, which tells us a few things, dads. One, you better be a threat. But two, you better be present enough in your child's life to where they know you're a threat. And I would say it tells us one more thing that's very interesting. There's a lot of people right now that seem hell-bent to have sexual conversations with our children without our knowledge. Those are the same people telling us that the very things that make you a threat are manifestations of toxic masculinity. So maybe we shouldn't listen to those people. <laughs> so just don't listen to them. Toxic masculinity is just another way for them to get rid of the one threat that these families have. Their fathers. So stay involved in your kids' lives, guys. And thank you for listening to The Ugly Truth, because they can't stop us, cause we're ready to fight, trying to brainwash us, but we won't let freedom die, the whole world's brainwashed. Everybody pick a team, start a riot in the streets, the whole world's brainwashed. It's us against them, and ain't you against me. The Ugly Truth, hard to listen to but impossible to ignore.